Welcome to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, a business mindset coach, entrepreneur, and a top competitor in a male-dominated industry. I'm a native Texan, the youngest of all brothers, and a lettuce-hating, wine-loving, curses-like-a-sailor recovering perfectionist. I've spent over a decade building my commission-based career, and my life's purpose is helping other women achieve the same multi-six-figure success I achieved before I was 25. I have a passion for helping women with mindset, money, and manifestation skills to help every young woman realize her full potential. If you're looking for vulnerable conversations, professional development, inspiration, or even a kick in the ass to get you motivated, you have come to the right place. Thanks for checking out the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Now let's jump right in to today's topic. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest joining us, a friend of mine, Alyssa Dumas. Alyssa is an audio engineer who's going to share her experiences with and tips for manifestation as an individual who has used this idea to help with promotions and salary increases in the corporate world. Alyssa will also bravely share her experience with the diagnosis that she received and how manifestation has allowed her to take on a different perspective of life moving forward. This episode, guys, is filled with so many good manifestation tips, ideas, healthy reminders, and I know that this episode is going to be a great refresher for some of the topics that we've covered in earlier podcasts as well. So really quickly, a little bit more about Alyssa. Alyssa Dumas is an ADR engineer and mixer and a regular gal trying to follow the mindset path of manifestation to achieve her best life. She's used manifestation to achieve different career goals, one of which being her current job in ADR at Funimation, and is learning alongside everyone else listening to this podcast to help her on her manifestation journey. With that, let's dive into it. Welcome, welcome, Alyssa. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How about you? I'm great, and I'm so thrilled to have you today, and I can't wait to jump into your story. But before we do, why don't you give the listeners a quick intro into who you are, what you do, and how you and I know one another? Hey, everybody. My name is Alyssa. I am an audio engineer, and I currently work uh, as an ADR engineer and mixer. I work at a couple of different companies doing my own thing, all different kinds of things, but I mostly work on Japanese anime right now, doing the overdubs into English from original Japanese. So that's what I do on my day-to-day, but I love podcasts. I've worked on a handful of podcasts as well. So I came here today because I really enjoy the whole world of manifestation. And I got into it when I was younger and then vaguely followed it, kind of learned some things about it along the way. But then when I moved to Texas, me and my husband, my husband actually met your husband, Evan, Mm -hmm. at Southern Methodist University because they're both opera singers. Mm -hmm. And so They went to school together. They've sung together. And so Evans used you for help with his voice stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And like recordings that he's done. That's also something that I do in my category of freelance is helping singers or instrumentalists with their pre-screening recordings. It's a whole other world over there. But yeah, so they met and then that's how me and Bree met. So Mm -hmm. Once Brie wanted to start this podcast, like we talked a little bit at the beginning, kind of gave her some tips and pointers. And then I basically listened from the beginning onward. (laughs) I've kept up with most of the episodes. Well, thank you. Uh, Sometimes I'll binge like four or five episodes in a row. You know, (laughs) depends what my schedule is like. But yeah. Well, and I also shout out to you because the intro and outro for my show was put together by you. I sent you my my vocal recordings and the music and you helped me finesse that into a usable piece, even though I'm sure the audio I sent you was not perfect, but it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. You were like, here's all of the files. Yeah, like, Here you go. I don't help. know what I'm doing. And I was like, cool, great. I'll pull all the different things that, that are here and make it the same volume, mix it, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm always happy to help with those kind of things. <laughs> yeah. And here we are today. So if you like the the intro and how it flows, Alyssa really helped me with that. Mm-hmm. 
So I want to start things off with how you found out about manifestation or what was your gateway into it? And then how has this idea influenced your life since then? And if you're comfortable talking about it with my listeners, how has this impacted your journey with your medical diagnosis? Sure. Yeah. So I think for most women around our age, like early 30s, I first heard about manifestation or manifestation adjacent things on Oprah with The Secret. And, you know, my mom watched Oprah every day and hearing Oprah talk about it and talk about the the thing that stuck with me. And I don't even know if Oprah said this or if it was something that I looked up or I'm not even sure, but the idea of seeing something every day would help you manifest that thing. So whether Mm -hmm. it was like putting a positive note on your mirror or just something positive in your life to see that every day, it'll help you just keep that mindset. And so that was really where I heard about it first. And then I kind of casually did some research like over the years of, you know, what does this all mean? How does this actually work? And it really started to become something that I tried to do more frequently when I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. That was my junior year in high school. And I definitely could feel that there was just like something not going well in my life when that all happened. And I was pretty terrified of going to the doctor around that time because I don't know, just something like in the back of my head was like, there's something wrong. So we went through like, I think it was like a year and a half of different testing and things like that leading up to my junior year to come to the conclusion that I had Crohn's disease. And it was rough, especially for someone when you're 15, 16 years old, and you have a digestive problem that you've never heard of. And like, my first question to my doctor was, do I need surgery? Like I was terrified of all of these things. So that kind of really made my like mindset about my own life not the best. And I had to do a food journal and change my diet all while going to high school. So it was a lot. And I tried to become part of like the, there's all these different support groups for Crohn's disease. And when I was new into Crohn's disease, I decided, okay, like this is the thing that people do, right? They find the people that are like them and that will help them get through this. So I started to find Crohn's disease groups on Facebook and other support groups. And it was all extremely negative. And I don't know if it was just the groups that I was finding or whatnot, but they would all be talking about the amount of surgeries they've had to have, all of the daily struggles that they have. And I was in a, even though I thought I was doing really poorly, I was in a better place than a lot of these stories that I was reading. And it just wasn't helping. It was starting to kind of like spiral into, oh my gosh, this is what everyone else is going through. (laughs) And this could happen to me. And like, what's, what's going on? So after not a very long amount of time being in those groups on Facebook, I just left. I was like, I I don't want the negativity in my life. I don't want to be around this all the time. So that's when I was like, okay, let's stay away from the negative and try to be more positive. And I was mostly a pretty positive kid, like just having a positive mindset kind of came naturally, which helped. But obviously, when you you just surround yourself with negativity for a couple months, it takes a little while to get back into the positive mindset. But that's where it first kind of started of, okay, I really need to just think positively about this. And that will hopefully help everything. And for the first maybe five or six years of after I had my diagnosis, there was still a lot of experimenting with different drugs that would work or not work. They tried not to put me on the most intense medication right away, tried to kind of see if if less intense medication would work better or easier without having to put a 16-year-old on medication that has the side effect of possibly cancer. 
You know, like they just didn't want to do that. And so that was still all very scary. I think it was also harder that I was still at home and my mom's a nurse and she's very involved in healthcare, which is great, which has helped me so much, but is also like too much of a good thing sometimes where she knows too much and is too much into the industry of healthcare. And I think when I went off to college and I wasn't surrounded by being encompassing in Crohn's disease for a while, I think that started to help just kind of being on my own and kind of like forgetting about it because then I didn't have to necessarily think about it every day, all day. The worst part of my Crohn's disease, though, was in college because I probably kind of ignored it for a couple of years. As much as that made me feel better, I ended up having emergency surgery my junior year of college. That was the point of like, okay, I, I can't just ignore this. <laughs> I have to pay attention to it enough, but not dwell in it so much and try to get back into a more positive relationship with food, with my body, with listening to what it needs and not just being super stressed out all the time. That That's kind of where like manifestation started for me and kind of where it's helped. Like if we fast forward to now where I'm in a new spot, I'm in Texas and I am doing different work. I'm married to my husband. Like all these different things are positive and good. And throughout the years, I've really tried to train myself after the 2011 surgery to be more positive and to really, really listen to my body when it comes to food. I've tried so many times to do the diet journals and write about the different things that you're eating and how that affects your body. And it just became too much to have to like sit and write it down all the time. So I just need to listen to my body and not get so bogged down or annoyed when I feel bad or I feel like crap. I just usually take a nap, sleep it off, and I know that I'll feel better when I wake up. I love that you're using manifestation as a tool to become more intuitive and in tune with your body as well as to help with your mental health because you have the choice to just become another another voice in those super negative groups, right? But instead, you chose to take on a different kind of identity. You're like, no, I'm not going to contribute to the negative rants going on in this group. I'm going to leave. And I'm going to make choices that are more positive and hopeful and optimistic. And as a result, it sounds like you're now finding peace within your body, or you're at least learning to work with it in ways that serve you better. And that's what manifestation is really all about, is helping us actively choose the identity that we're going to claim as our own, and doing that through our thoughts, our emotions, our behaviors, and allowing that to then give us back our happiness when we are stepping into a new role, a new identity, making different choices that get us to the place we're wanting to be and not marinating in the suckiness that we can be sucked into sometimes. Because any one of us could fall into commiserating with others. It doesn't have to just be Facebook groups. It can also be your coworkers or your friends or your family. Misery loves company. And I want to commend you because it also sounds like while you were dealing with all of that, all of those health concerns, you were also going through high school. And I want to touch on the lessons you learned at that time because Life challenges like this often go hand in hand with our manifestation journeys because it sounds like you took away a new perspective or new understanding of, of the fact that boundaries and who we associate with in life can make the biggest impact on the things we want to manifest or our success with it. So while you're going through this really difficult time in life, high school, I mean, high school's super hard for everyone, right? There's hormonal changes. You're figuring out your identity. You're trying to figure out what your future holds. You know, all the shit that is high school. And then on top of that, you have a very significant health concern. And then you find yourself in a super negative group of people and you have the wisdom to say, these are not my people. This is not how I want to live my life. This is not what I want to associate with. And this is not going to help me in my healing journey or what healing looks like for me. And so you knew intuitively or instinctively that you had to make a different choice, a choice that was better and more aligned for you. And I think that's a really critical lesson to have learned so early in life. So my question is, how have you incorporated that lesson since then, or how has that helped you since then? Yeah, I would say I think it's been super helpful 
in just learning to stick with the positive of anything, whether that is person, what your body is feeling, what anything in your life is feeling, and listening to that. I know I had a, a coworker three, four, five years ago now that was just very negative about everything. And so I just kind of moved my desk farther away <laughs> from his Bye. <laughs> and was just kind of like, yeah, I'm not going to be right next to you anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to, I requested to go over here now and, you know, helping with the mindset, helping keeping me on that positive path and trying to just keep the negativity out of my life. It's also helped too with even like friendships and knowing like who is good as a friend for you and who is not. And have just said, this is not good for me and my life and where I'm at right now. And I think I just need to not interact with them anymore. That mostly happened in high school and college, which was also very complicated at the time. But there were a few friends that I like broke up with, quote unquote, in college because I was just like, this is not helping me with where I'm trying to go in my life. Well, it's made you wise beyond your years because I feel like that's not something I learned until like a year or two ago. So kudos to you. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you talk about boundaries in the workplace, especially with that negative coworker, because these small adjustments can make such a difference to our mental health and our happiness, right? Like it is okay to move just like you did. You moved your desk when that guy was being super negative. And that's exactly what you needed to do to get to a more positive headspace. And for all the listeners out there, that's okay for you to do also, okay? You can ask to move. You can tell a coworker that you're not open to gossip. You can leave a group that does that you feel doesn't support your life's direction, right? Even if it's like a Facebook group or a text group. A lot of families have those group texts. You can leave those if you feel like it's not serving you and where you're going in life. So thank you for mentioning that because it's so easy for us especially as women, to brush off something or just deal with it. But we have another choice. We have a better choice for us. So while we can't control another person's actions, we can control whether or not we're open to receiving those actions, right? Just because they're being done to us doesn't mean that we have to be receiving. We don't have to be a receptacle for other people's shit. And that can look like moving your desk. It can look like blocking someone's number or blocking someone on social media. It can look like skipping a holiday dinner or maybe even just adopting a healthy attitude of curiosity about toxic people. And then that can actually help you remain emotionally distant from them. So that way they're not actually impacting you. So thanks again for mentioning that because, you know, we really don't have to feel powerless in these situations. We can create small changes for ourselves to get us into the right headspace. Okay. I know you recently manifested a new position for yourself. Can you talk about what it looked like to manifest that promotion or what helped you the most with that? Sure. Yeah. So I'll kind of explain where kind of the salary cap came from in my life, just to give some backstory. So for most of my career until the position I'm at recently, I've worked at small companies. So family-owned companies, smaller businesses that are not like Like the company I worked for for six years before I moved to Texas had six employees. So pretty small. And it was always kind of known that, okay, this is a small company. We only have a finite number of clients. The owner only makes $55,000 a year. So everyone's kind of underneath that. So this idea of, okay, well, if I stay here, the highest amount of money I can make is $50,000 a year. And that cap got reached at that company pretty quickly. Like I became the chief engineer. I hit that cap and then I was there for like a year or two years. And I was like, okay, well, I'm at the top of this company other than the owner, which I'm not about to buy this company from him. I'm 25 (laughs) and he's not going to give me a raise past here. There's no additional steps I can take. There's no other career growth that can happen here. And that fortunately was right when Matt was like, hey, I want to go do this program at SMU. I think we're going to move to Texas. And we had multiple conversations about it. It wasn't as simple as that. So we moved to Texas and I had a couple jobs lined up, but they all fell through. And so I've just been kind of like slowly 
bringing myself, building myself back up again. And I have since gotten jobs at a couple different companies that I've kind of been doing a bunch of stuff. So I work for Funimation as an ADR engineer. And the promotion that you're talking about is at Funimation. So I just started as a junior mixer there. So instead of being the person who records the actors in the booth, I'm now starting to train to be the mixer. So the person who mixes the shows that go up on the site, on the streaming service. And I have already done some of that work in other my in my other freelance roles. So it's not something that I'll be learning from the ground up. But just the fact that I, when I moved here in 2018, you know, in only three years, I'm now at a much bigger company than I've ever been before. There's so much potential for for growth in terms of money-wise, in terms of position-wise. There's even more growth beyond just becoming a mixer. So like that's been really cool and something that I've really wanted for a long time is to see a company and a, a position and a role that I can keep growing in. And I have passed that salary cap now. So that's that's really cool. And from listening to your podcast and listening to other podcasts and learning about manifestation and money manifestation, I started a budget sheet about a year ago, which I hadn't done before. I had kind of just, you know, kept my finances in check. I don't really put anything on auto pay so that I can physically see it and see the money go in and out and pay the bills that way. I'm the person in my relationship that pays the bills and that works for me, that works for Matt, that works for us. And that was kind of how I was like, yeah, I'm keeping up on top of our budgets. I'm seeing everything. I'm seeing the money come in. I'm seeing the money go out. Like I'm I'm seeing it. But I didn't really see it <laughs> until I started the budget sheet and started to see, oh, I knew that we spent a lot of money going out to dinner, but I was seeing the actual numbers of how much money we were spending going out to dinner. But I think in seeing the actual budget sheet and seeing the actual breakdown of everything, that really started to help me, you know, whether it's put out into the universe or whatever, that I'm really trying to to be on top of my money now and trying to keep things in flow and trying to, you know, manifest more money in. I, I think it worked. So that's what I've been working on currently is kind of that like money manifestation coming from working for small businesses where I there was this salary cap of this is only the amount of money that you can make. And now being at larger companies with higher paying clients and being able to have more money coming in, that's also been good for just like my mental attitude of, yeah, this can happen. I can make more money doing this. So, Yes. I love that you're talking about taking on an active role with your finances because as everyone listening probably knows, it is so easy to be passive in this world with our finances because everything's automated, right? You can pay bills all at one time without even looking at them. You have auto draft. You have Apple Pay. I mean, you have all these ways of, of keeping yourself from looking at your budgeting if you really want to. And I know I've covered budgeting in other podcast episodes, so you all probably know that I'm a huge believer in becoming your own personal CFO. And this is where it starts, right? That budgeting component is a is the first step in terms of owning your finances, building a relationship with your wealth, and really understanding what your spending habits are. And this isn't a bad thing, right? This isn't the sort of thing that needs to cause dread or worry. It's about becoming more in touch, more aware, more mindful about your wealth and your wealth consciousness as a result. One thing I hear a lot when people have seen the documentary The Secret is, oh, well, manifestation encourages us to just spend money blindly, right? Or in other words, I have to spend all of this money to prove that I'm not coming from a place of scarcity. I have to spend my money so that I can say that that's not true about me. But that's not what manifestation is all about. It's not about spending in excess just to prove that you are abundant. It actually does quite the opposite because that is a sneaky trap. That's the energy of scarcity, this I have to. So something like budgeting can really help with this because it, it can put you in a place of ownership. It can put you in the place of being your own CFO, understanding what you have, creating goals, 
and then allowing yourself to make purchases without guilt because you understand what your financial situation is. And when you understand that better and you have clarity around your finances, you can approach purchases without that guilt and worry. Or at least you can do it a lot easier, right? Maybe you have other money beliefs you have to work through in order to completely address that without worry. But that's a big part of it. Can I actually afford this thing and not having that thought in the back of your mind that questions it? Knowing ahead of time what you can afford can allow you to come from that place of abundance, that place of awareness, so that you are cultivating a relationship with your money and understanding how it's flowing in and then how it's being invested. That is a positive relationship. That is a healthy relationship. So don't avoid or run from your money or put it off because just like any other relationship in your life, your spouse would probably not be thrilled if you ignored them 90% of the time unless you actually needed them or until the moment you needed them. So just like any other relationship, creating healthy money boundaries for yourself is a really positive and abundant thing to do. And it's okay to have a budget. It's okay to monitor your situation. So if you're someone tuning in and you have no idea how much is coming in and how much is flowing out, take this tip from Alyssa. Create a spreadsheet or you can even sign up for these budgeting apps they have now that that I think they connect to your credit cards. So there's like Mint and Stash and Pocket Guard and Personal Capital and there's, anyway, there's tons. Those are great tools for you to be able to get a financial snapshot and to figure out how are you spending your money and is that in alignment with your goals and your objectives? So, so helpful. Thank you again for bringing that up. That is a critical step toward building wealth consciousness. Another thing I want to touch on is that it sounds like mindset played a huge role in manifesting your promotion. You had this idea that you were worth more. And then all of a sudden, after that realization, everything else kind of fell into place. And then you manifested new jobs, higher pay. You've opened up doors for yourself. And the success didn't require that you had to leave your job as an employee and start your own business, right? Like, I know that you have started your own business, but you're also an employee with a salary. And you're able to use manifestation to help you in that endeavor. And I want to touch on that because a lot of people think that you have to be in like a specific type of industry or you have to be an entrepreneur. But we have to remember that the universe doesn't say like, oh, you're an engineer or oh, you're a lawyer or oh, you're in real estate or an NBA player or you own your own business. Those are the industries that I'm going to allow to have abundance and have money. It wouldn't say that, right? We're only limited by our own minds. And our minds create the reality we experience. So the difference between us and Cardi B, or us and the guy that got rich off pet rocks, is that they didn't allow their mindset to get in the way and tell them what is realistic for themselves. So you don't have to be in a certain industry. You don't have to start your own company to manifest the wealth you want. Instead, you can ask things like, how do I get that position that's going to get me to the wealth level that I'm looking for? What are the opportunities that can help you manifest the money you're wanting to make or get the position you want to have? And I could have a whole other episode on the spontaneity of the universe and how it can provide things for us that we're looking for. But just to name a few things, it could look like manifesting the right buyers, getting the right auditions, running into the right person at a coffee shop, finding an investor who wants to invest in your art. Having your boss ask you to lead a project, positioning yourself for vertical movement in your company. I mean, there are so many ways that wealth can find you. So I'm so, so glad that you realized your own potential to create this kind of change. Okay, I feel like I'm rambling now, so let's, I'm going to bring this back to the next question we have. So were there any limiting beliefs that came up around money or were there any negative thoughts that were trying to hold you back as you were trying to manifest this position with an increased pay? Sure, yeah. I I come from family that always did okay. Like we weren't super, we weren't poor, but we weren't super wealthy. And my mom always made more money than my dad. So I already had a, or not always, but you know, for a good chunk of time, my mom was making more money than my dad. And so I already had the example of, yeah, a woman can make more than her partner or even for the period of time when they were making the same exact amount of money. Like a woman can be at the same level as a man in the world in a relationship. And I think I did kind of do like a self-imposed, I'm still new at this or I'm, yeah, I'm not the most seniority person. Like I can give an example. So when I started at Funimation where I am currently, 
I had been in the industry for a while. Like I, I had six to seven years of audio experience before I came into Funimation. But Funimation is a large company. They have a lot of engineers. And so I was like, oh, well, I'm not the most senior. Like I'm not going to get the most stuff out of this. And there was a period of time where there was a promotion available to go from part-time to full-time. And I didn't get it. And even though I thought that I was the the most qualified for it, I think I was still had I still had those limiting beliefs of, well, there are people who are here who are have been here longer than me, even if they might not have the same amount of experience that I have, or it was like, oh, it went to a man, like, cool, great. But that might have been just my limiting beliefs around that job growth. It could have also just been other things that were going on, you know, within the company at that time. Like I have no ill feelings for the person who did get it. And now that I have done more of that work of getting rid of that, like, no, I am worth a lot more. I'm starting to quote higher on my freelance gigs and saying, no, like this is instead of Oh, this will be like $300. No, the the market value is $1000. I should charge $1000. So even though that seems like a high jump, like I needed to make that because that's that's the market value and I am definitely giving work that's of market price. And then this promotion happens and I'm still not the most senior person that works there. I just made it happen for myself. I was mixing at other companies and was like, hey, this is something that I like. This is something that I wanted to do. Sent it to my boss and was like, hey, I'm doing this thing. Check it out. <laughs> and, you know, with all the other manifestation tools and and helping with getting rid of those limiting beliefs, I think that definitely helped me get this promotion. Cause this is technically a good, like not a good chunk of steps, but in terms of like if you're talking promotion for seniority. This was not that. I still have only been at the company for a couple years, like two years. So there are plenty of other people that have been there longer than me, but I got this promotion instead. So there's definitely the like wanting to put that out there and wanting to do this thing. (laughs) You know, everything that you're just talking about, I can't help but think of that expression that as you increase your self-worth, you also increase your net worth. And I think that was such a big part of your journey or part of your success. And I can't stress that part enough, exactly what you just talked about, that that believing in yourself, that cultivating that self-worth, because so many people want to focus on those tools or they want to focus on the fun parts of manifestation, but they're afraid to explore that vulnerability related to self-worth or ask the hard questions like, do I believe I'm worth this? What does this say about myself? Do I believe I'm worth that promotion, this pay increase? And really having to look at that and have a heart-to-heart with yourself and figure out what are my beliefs around this thing. So out of my own curiosity, has Matt jumped onto the manifestation train with you as it relates to opera? Yeah, kind of. So I have, you know, been telling him about things, like casually, like, you know how in the podcast you'll say sometimes, like, casually mention, you can kind of introduce <laughs> others in your life to this This is totally thing. what I do with Evan, by the way, just casually <laughs> dropping nuggets. Like, oh, I heard this thing. <laughs> yep, yep. And I did the same thing with Matt. Like, um, you know, like when I got the promotion and like all this other stuff and was telling him like, hey, I think this budget sheet is really working on bringing in more money. So he had been working during the pandemic, like opera basically shut down, as you know. Mm-hmm. And Matt started working at Total Wine just as a, a wine salesman. Mm-hmm. And that was all well and good, but not furthering his opera career in any way. And so he left there before school started, basically, like around August. And he was like, I want to go back into teaching and get a bunch of students. And he kept calling himself, oh, I'm unemployed because he left Total Wine. I'm like, no, you're not unemployed. You're a freelance opera singer who is teaching students. So like trying to drop the hint of like, no, think of it differently and Mm -hmm. you're going to do better at this and you'll get more of this. And so now he has, 
I want to say like 20 students. He teaches at a couple different schools. He's teaching four days a week. And so, yeah, I'm definitely trying to drop little nuggets, especially where it's audition season for them right now, trying to be like, okay, when you like try to visualize yourself winning this, this audition, winning this competition and some are going well, some not so much. So I'm trying to like, yeah, subtly or not so subtly (laughs) drop hints to him (laughs) of this working. (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny. And I think that's something I haven't really talked a lot about on this podcast is but like helping your spouses, you know, quote unquote, see the light. (laughs) It's funny, because I talk about manifestation all the time, even with Evan, and he's still I mean, he he gets it conceptually. And he tries to do Mm -hmm. certain things. It's funny, I I found a little like visualization bulleted list the other day on the table. And I was like, Oh, he's trying. But for the most part, he's like, I I know what I need to know. I know what I need to do. But then he doesn't do the thing. And so then I'm just casually like, we'll be in a car going somewhere and he'll say something about an audition. And I was like, oh, well, how'd you feel going into it? Were you confident? Did you feel like this? Did you visualize it before you walked in? He just kind of gives me this look like, I know what you're doing right now. (laughs) I'm like, okay. It's one of those things where it's like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force them to drink. And that's why I did that mm-hmm. whole episode on like, can you manifest for someone else? Because I think as loving, caring people, we want to be able to do that so much for our partners, but it's really up to them to make that decision. And I think that we can lead by example, by making positive change in our life. That's probably the best way to go about it. But I will say that mm-hmm. Evan is is now starting to embrace it a bit more. You know, maybe we get both of our guys in like a little men's manifestation group where they start <laughs> finding yeah, things that yeah. work well for them. <laughs> They already have like a Zoom call with them and and one other friend that they have that they'll be talking for like four hours straight. We just need to like (laughs) get them to be like talking a little bit about manifestation and visualizing before they go into the audition room. But I will say that Evan has even talked to me about he's like, you know, the better auditions I've had are the ones where I felt good going into it. And I, I expected it to go well. And he was like, and then there were some where nothing was vocally wrong. I just had this idea in my head that maybe I wasn't a worthy person for them to hear audition because I didn't feel like I was in the right place or, you know, any number of reasons. He just had that energy of like, I just don't know why they would pick me over someone else. And I know that happens in the young artist program a lot. And Mm -hmm. he recently told me, he was like, you know, you always told me about changing my attitude, my confidence going into it and my mindset. And he was like, but it never really clicked. And he was like, until recently, it's like recently, I feel like it started to click and I've started, he started going into his vocal coachings and lessons and now he's starting to see positive movement. And I think it's one of those things where he had to mentally get to the right place and then he got one nugget of like positivity from it. And then that kind of gave him a little bit of a boost. And then he was like, oh, okay, maybe that did work. And then he gets another one, another one. It's just, I think it starts to snowball at a certain point where like, then they start to see the proof in what they're doing or the evidence in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But just be patient with your partners because it might take them longer to get there. And while we're so excited about sharing all the things that we know and all the things we've learned, it's like, we have to be mindful that they are their own separate person who honestly, they might. You can tell something, someone something a thousand times and it doesn't click until one day it does. And it might be because of someone outside of you, which can sometimes be hurtful, but that's just how we work as human beings. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I love that you, you you know talk about you trying to help him change his title reference in his head. And it's funny, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I literally do the same thing with Evan. I'm like, because you're a professional opera singer. And he's like, I can't call myself that yet because I don't have this, that, and the other. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And I actually have a a story that kind of relates to this with there. I mean, Matt's literally out in Houston right now doing an audition today, Mm -hmm. but a couple of weeks ago he was in New York city doing a competition and he was really manifesting hard for this competition. He really wanted to win He, you know, told me he was doing all the things. I am not in his head, so I don't know for sure. But he was like, I'm I'm visualizing myself winning it. I'm visualizing myself doing the audition. And he said after the audition, he was like, I crushed that. I did so well on that audition. But he didn't win the competition. And so he was like, you know, kind of sad about that. But in contrast to the past where he would have been devastated for weeks about not winning this competition, 
He came out of the New York trip, which was a week long, where he got together with some colleagues that he hadn't seen in a long time. They talked about management. They talked about the opera world. And he came home from New York and was like, hey, maybe winning the competition wasn't what I was meant to be in New York for. Maybe I was meant to be there to meet with all of my friends, to talk, get more perspectives about how I can get management, how I can get into the professional world, which is miles above what would have been, you know, even just a year ago. So that was really cool to see him at least like finding the positives of even though this thing that he really, really, really wanted didn't happen, that he was finding the other good things about being in New York for that week. And then he, he, Right after he came back, he got a coaching with someone here in Dallas, and that basically turned into a contract. He got a contract to do an opera, and it's not a super high-paying contract, but like with those conversations he had with those people in New York, he was then able to do this other thing that he's wanted to do. So yeah, it was kind of cool seeing the the nuggets working and getting there with him. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love that. I also love that Matt looked at the positive of the situation because, as we all know, right, it's so easy for us to just get wrapped up in this outcome that we expect. And sometimes that might not be the outcome that we actually need. And most of us don't want to hear this, but the universe knows better, right? What is meant for us will find us when the timing is right. And sometimes we're meant to go somewhere or have a certain experience, not because of the outcome that we're expecting to have, but because there's something else, there's something ancillary that we actually need more or that we need to experience before we're able to get that thing in the future. So I think you're touching on something really important there because one of the best things manifestation can teach us is to look for that silver lining in the outcomes and allow that to help us cultivate a more genuinely positive reaction to bad news, right? And that's exactly what Matt's doing. So I need to have him and Evan get into a room so that we can just like pump each other up when this stuff happens. Knowing that if it's not this, it's something better. And if it's not now, it's later or when the timing is right. When one door closes, another opens. So for those of you listening, if your partner hasn't got on board with all things manifestation, maybe they can get on board with the idea that manifestation really encourages emotional resiliency. It allows you to look at things with glass half full perspective, a little more positive perspective. And if nothing else, that's a better habit to develop, right? I think we can all agree that having a more positive outlook in life will result in a happier life. Call me crazy, but that is something I believe. So this could be your backdoor into manifestation for your loved ones that are like not super on board with manifestation yet. Okay, what would you say is your favorite manifestation story or what is your favorite thing that manifestation has taught you? I, in going back to how I learned about manifestation with like the seeing something every day kind of nugget, when I was still working at that first job at the small company of only five or six people, I decided that I wanted to create my own business to do the the stuff that I was doing with opera singers and uh, instrumentalists, like recording uh, their pre-screening auditions or recording their recitals or things that they have going on. And instead of just doing it under my name, I was like, let me make a business, let me make a website so that people can go there, find me, and then they can hire me to do these things. And I was trying to think of a name, trying to think of like unique names and whatnot. And I was like, well, what about Alyssa Dumas recording? Because that abbreviates to ADR, which is the type, an ADR engineer, automatic dialogue replacement. It doesn't really, the acronym doesn't make sense, but ADR (laughs) engineer is the job that I wanted to do ultimately in my life. And that is what I got hired to do at Funimation when I moved here. So that one did work out, but basically I made Alyssa Dumas Recording be my business name. And in my computer, on everything, I abbreviated it as ADR. So from, I don't know what year it was when I started the business. My LinkedIn would tell me, but I don't have it pulled up. Um, (laughs) For, you know, maybe five or six years, I was looking at the term ADR every day and being reminded that this is something that I wanted to do. And Then when I moved to Texas, I worked my connections to get in with a smaller studio down here, which then became the way that I got trained in ADR was that at that studio. 
And then I got a job at Funimation. And now the guy that trained me, me and him work together like every day over at Funimation. Um, and so that was that was really cool of like, I did this thing in the back of my head six or seven years ago at this point that I wanted to work out to be this job that I wanted. And it has since worked out, which is really cool. So that one was definitely more of, I wouldn't necessarily say passive, but it wasn't like visualizing or, um, you know, any, anything like that, but it was like the seeing it every day will help you get there. I also, I would say my favorite like part of manifestation is like the mindset shift and being able to feel like you are in control of your life and things that happen around you by switching your mindset. And there are a lot of times now where I will say like, oh, I don't like this thing or I don't want to do this thing. And now I will question myself, okay, well, why why don't you want to do that? Like, is that because you have a limiting belief around it or you are not really being true to yourself about it? Like, you know, even in terms of like sex life, job, like all different kinds of things, moving across the country. I never thought I could move across the country. I was just like, I have a health condition. I can't move across the country. It's like, okay, well, no, why, why are you saying you can't move across the country? And it was the limiting belief of well, I have Crohn's. I can't move from where I grew up. Well, there's Crohn's everywhere. There's Crohn's in this whole country. There are people in Texas who have Crohn's disease. There are people that are there that can take care of you. So that's been cool of like kind of questioning my like limiting beliefs and trying to change those and change the mindset. That's probably the one I do most often and my favorite part of manifestation. <laughs> Mm, I am so glad that you brought up limiting belief work because it's something I haven't touched on in a little while. And I know it's a really trendy topic right now, but there's a reason for it, right? Like limiting beliefs are 90% of what you're manifesting. 90%. That is a ton. So you can't use the tools, which is like the 10%, to out manifest a negative mindset or negative beliefs. So you can't out visualize or out 55 by 5 your way out of those shitty beliefs. You just can't, right? So I love that you talk about limiting beliefs as being one of the most important things for you to work on because that's where most of us need to be focused on. And yes, these tools can help you shift that mindset, right? So if you have these negative beliefs, you can utilize some of these tools to help you shift that into a more positive belief that serves you. But they're not going to help if you're avoiding those sides of you or if you're avoiding those beliefs that hold you back. And maybe it's a part of you that expects yourself to fail or that tells you what you can or can't do, or in your case, where you can and can't go, right? So thank you for mentioning that. That is so, so, so critically important. I will die on this hill. Do the limiting belief work. Do the core belief work. That is where you will see the biggest impact in your life. Okay. For the listener who is just starting out or just isn't sure what to do first, what would your advice be for that person? I would say you don't need to go all in all at once. You can start with one concept and try to think about that concept, work on that concept with yourself or with a life coach or with someone, kind of bring it up with a therapist, you know, whoever, with your partner. It doesn't need to be a professional either, but just find one thing that speaks to you and try that one thing out. And then if you like that one thing, or even if you don't, maybe pick from another thing, like maybe try visualization more. Or, you know, if there's one thing that has stuck out to you in listening to this podcast, try that one thing. You don't need to try everything that is talked about here all at once. Baby steps to get to the place that you want to get to and start to incorporate the different types of manifestation tools in your toolkit as you go. You don't need to do it all at once at the same time so that you don't get overwhelmed because that's definitely overwhelming when you want to try something new, but there seems to be too many hurdles of new things to learn. Just try one. See how that goes. Yes, thank you so much for that advice. That that really that reminds me a lot of an episode I did probably about a year ago at this point and it was all about perfectionism and having that all or nothing mindset or that I have to implement everything all at one time or nothing at all and there's no room in between. So this is fabulous advice because this can really when you start thinking about just doing one thing as opposed to like all the different things that you could be trying out, it keeps you out of that analysis paralysis. 
Like, just get creative with it. Have fun. Just pick one. And it doesn't have to be the right one, right? You can try out, you know, hundreds of different methods over the course of the years and just find the ones that work best for you. They're not going to all work for you, and that's okay. Let go of these preconceived notions that we have about which tools work best or what method is foolproof or what is so-and-so using that's working so well for her and why isn't that working well for me? Like, just get creative with it and maybe just see what it what it's like tuning into that intuition and and seeing if you can play with manifestation. Because after all, playfulness is going to help us live more abundantly. Okay, I know we're getting to the end here. So where can people go to find you? Yeah, so I am at Alyssa Dumas on Twitter. That's where I post most of the stuff that I'm doing at work. I kind of use Twitter as like, here's announcements about work. And then my uh, Instagram is at Alyssa Dumas underscore. And then I have my website, AlyssaDumasRecording.com. And it still looks very much like Alyssa Dumas Recording when I first conceptualized the business. There's not a ton of stuff about ADR there. But I do have a form at the bottom of the website that you can contact me and it'll send me an email if you have any questions or want to know more about audio. I do consultations for anybody who's interested in getting into the business. So yeah, feel free to reach out to me on any of those platforms. Perfect. And for those of you tuning in, I will make sure that all of Alyssa's information is on the website in the show notes. That way you can easily find her. Thank you, Alyssa, so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And thank you, thank you, my listeners, for tuning in today. If you have any other topics that you're interested in having me discuss on the podcast, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Modern Manifestation, and I will be sure to incorporate that into the later schedules. Have a fantastic rest of your week, and I will catch y'all next Monday. Until then, go out there and manifest some miracles. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes. As always, we would love it if you would share this episode with friends and family who could use the inspiration. As a new podcast show, we would really appreciate your honest feedback so I know what you like and what you could use more of. As a thank you for leaving us a rating, we will send you our seven weekly tips to create space for abundance. Make sure you screenshot your review and email it to us at hello at the T-H-E modernmanifestation.com so we can send them straight to your inbox. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Modern Manifestation, or you can head to our website at themodernmanifestation.com. Thanks again for joining me, and I will catch y'all in the next episode.